0: We are going deep on today's episode, my love. We're taking this topic of self-love to the next level by diving into radical self-acceptance. I see self-acceptance as the ultimate act of self-love. But what has that got to do? What's love got to do? Okay, I'm gonna stop thinking, What's that got to do with your business or your bank account? going to tell you exactly what in this episode. And what's more, I'll give you the real deal on how I'm a work in progress when it comes to self-acceptance, totally owning that. And I'm also gonna dish the dirt on some areas where I'm succeeding at self-acceptance and some where I still have a way to go. (laughs) Let's round off self-love month with a hefty dollop of self-acceptance, shall we? Yes. Then we can all just breathe a collective sigh of relief because guess what, my love? When we accept ourselves fully, it frees up so much energy. Ah, let's do it. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Cory Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rule book and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice. You and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. I don't know why I'm singing. <laughs> it's Cory Javid, of course, your business bestie, from corriejavid.com. How the devil are you? Are you having a fabulous week? So here it has been half term and I'm not going to lie, it's been a delight not to have to homeschool. A straight up delight. <laughs> I don't despise homeschool, it's just the kind of pressure that it adds to one's day. Um, But yeah, we've been having a really lovely slow week, just enjoying each other's company and a bit of time outside, weather permitting. So there hasn't been a huge amount, (laughs) and some cozy film afternoons and things like that indoors. It's been quite snuggly and delightful. Um, Also, my daughter, don't hate me if you've got early waking kids, but she has been sleeping in gloriously late, which has actually been really great for me um, because then I've had some me time, got a little bit of work done, and and then been ready to be present and enjoy the day together. So feeling good this week, I have to say. Um, I You know, I shared on the podcast a couple of weeks back that I'd hit the energetic uh, lockdown wall. I feel like I've totally bounced back now. One of the reasons is, well, because I've been doing the, all the things that I mentioned in the episode, so I won't recap all of those. But also, um, had a call with the mastermind group that I'm in, and it was just so nice to be supported by my mastermind sisters. And oh, it always feels nice just to be seen in it, to be held energetically. Um, I just love, oh, I'm obsessed with being part of a mastermind. Oh, speaking of which... Um, are you on the wait list for the next round of the Elevated Abundance Mastermind? If you're not, my love, you want to be. Head over to Coryjavid.com forward slash elevate. It will take you to the wait list. Sign up. There's no obligation <laughs> to sign up to find out first, when the next round is opening, you'll get first dibs on spaces, which are limited. And you will also receive an exclusive discount. But so people who sign up who have been on the waitlist will get a discount. If you sign up and you haven't been on the waitlist, you're not going to get the discount. So the smart thing to do is to get on the waiting list. Again, corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. Um, and the next round is going to be opening um, in a couple of months time. Well, actually, probably less than that now, depending when this episode goes out. So soon-ish. So it's probably going to be perfect timing because I'm just manifesting that, I mean, hey, you might not be in the UK, so um, it might be a different situation where you are, but I'm definitely thinking it's gonna be perfect timing for anybody who's in lockdown. I'm just manifesting that we're gonna be out of it by the next round kicking off, okay? So I've got us covered, don't worry, my love. (laughs) Um, And I think, you know, for those of us who have been feeling the kind of cabin fever and just the kind of like, cooped up energetically, you know, it's going to be so good just to like release that and get like that amazing energetic momentum flowing, business booming, bank account bulging. Oh, yes all the things. So if you want to join me to do that, if you want to join me inside of this magical container that I'm obsessed with. Oh my goodness, I cannot even describe to you how much I love and adore my Elevated Abundance Mastermind ladies. I have two groups running concurrently at the moment. I am obsessed with these ladies. Like, Properly next level obsessed. They're just so good, so cool, such like soul aligned sisters. Don't even care if that sounds cheesy. I just am blown away by how they show up for each other, the results they've been getting, both tangible and intangible. I've shared a ton of them on the show already. Um, and just how they are making so many energetic shifts and making so much progress and just so like happy on the whole and enjoying their lives even in the face of challenges and yeah making shit happen in a really incredible way just oh I just love them so much I could just be spending an episode loving on them but (laughs) let's get back to radical self-acceptance that's why we're here today um I feel like I had more news for you I don't know Maybe not. Um, that was the main news. com forward slash elevate if you want to get on the wait list. Um, yeah, let's talk about radical self acceptance. So, this is the last installment of Self Love Month. I have loved Self Love Month, which is appropriate, right? Um, and also, not surprising because it was my idea. So, I'm not going to bring a month to the show that I'm not going to love. I hope you've been loving it too. If you have, do let me know. I know a few of you have reached out already and told me so. And um, yeah, I always love hearing from you ladies. It always makes my day. So we're closing off, rounding off self-love month with a quite a a hefty one. I don't mean hefty like chunky or, I mean, well, always long-winded. I don't think I have another way of being winded, (laughs) short-winded. I'm not concise, am I? Um, And I'm Hey, I am accepting that about myself, but we're we're going into like, I feel like it's a bit of a deep topic, this one, and it's a really, really important one, and I feel like we couldn't close out self-love month without really digging into this, and I've been thinking about this personally a lot lately, so what I'm going to do on today's show is I'm going to break down why I think um, focusing on and nurturing not just self-acceptance, but radical self-acceptance, we'll talk about what that looks like is so important for us, not just, um, as business owners, but like as women, mothers in general too, right? And how it can have such huge impacts on our lives. So I'll tell you about some of the ways that working on myself in this manner has really helped me, but I am perfectly happy to hold my hands up and own the fact that I am a work in progress. I mean, only always (laughs) being human and all. Um, it's part of the fun of life, right? Being a work in progress. And definitely a work in progress on this front. I don't feel like I have achieved like Jedi level 10. In the self acceptance front, but I'm working on it, right? Um, and I'm going to share some insights, some of my experience there. So, some ways that I feel like I've made real progress, some areas that I'm maybe struggling to make progress, um, and what I'm doing specifically, too. So, I'm hoping this is like an interesting conversation. I hope it gets you really thinking about your relationship with yourself. You know, I talk about our relationship with ourselves. All the time on the show, I talk about our relationship with ourselves and with money, um, because obviously a lot of what I do is help women heal their relationship with money, which is really in many ways a starting point for healing our relationship with ourselves. Um, And I talk about trust a lot on the show because as business owners, we really need to be nurturing that trust in ourselves. Otherwise it holds us back. And that is an aspect of loving ourselves too, right? But I really want to dig into radical self-acceptance. And we haven't talked about this a ton, but some of those other topics do kind of feed into it. I feel like radical self-acceptance or self-acceptance generally is like the ultimate act of self-love because it's saying that I am deserving and worthy of my own love. I am inherently lovable even though... So even though I'm a human and I'm a messy human and I'm a flawed human and um, I'm a contradictory human and sometimes I'm delightful and sometimes I'm an asshole. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like it's about really... Accepting all parts of ourselves, when we're fully accepting all parts of ourselves, not needing to buff and polish them or hide parts of ourselves away, like that is true unconditional self love. And that's, I feel like, should be our goal. At least it's my goal here, because I know that the more that we can tend to this inner part of ourselves, then the more easily we show up in the world. And also, it has such a huge ripple effect that radiates out from us. The more that we work on this, the more we do accept more and more parts of ourselves. I've seen it in my own life and business and I've seen it in so many of my clients' lives and businesses too. When we work on this aspect of ourselves, the payback is like ginormous. So, when we're talking about radical self-love, when I, when I, the reason I'm always using radical is because I feel like, well, first of all, there's kind of two sides to this. I feel like it is kind of radical to really love yourself and fully accept yourself because it's not the norm, is it? Most people if you look around you aren't fully accepting and loving themselves and what a an, like heartbreaking shame that is. And so it is radical to be committed to this and to do it because it's going against the norm. Um and I think it's radical as when I also using that word I think it's a great word to describe this because it's about not just kind of like, you know, a mediocre amount of self-acceptance and and like accepting the vanilla parts or the bits that we quite like. It's radical in that it is like all encompassing and like, you know, in totality accepting all parts of ourselves. So that's what I really mean about radical self-acceptance. And I feel like we can't be in a total state of unconditional self-love until we have accepted all parts of ourselves. So, and I mean physical, like our actual physical bodies, mental, the inner stuff that our brains do, like loving our patterns and quirks and foibles and all of those kind of things. And so that's what we're really talking about today. And for me, that's the aim, that my aim for myself, and also if I can help empower you along the way to do this as well, then I'm absolutely winning at life. Um, And it's really, it's just about owning and accepting all parts of ourselves, like owning like the bits that are, you know, uncomfortable or don't fit in or aren't pretty or perfect or quote unquote ideal, just owning them, just being like, yeah, that's part of me yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> and the more we own and feel grateful for and accept ourselves, the the less we're slowed down. Because when you think about it, most of the inner negative dialogue that slows us down and holds us back and keeps us stuck and small is us shit talking ourselves, right? It's just us being really harsh and really critical about ourselves. So when we can release a lot of that just by being totally in acceptance and not even trying to be a certain way or not telling ourselves that we need to be a certain way and not identifying with that voice when it pops up because, you know, our brains take a while, I think, to reprogram to this idea of full self-acceptance. So even accepting the negative self-talk and just going, huh, my brain doing that thing again, super interesting, but not identifying with it. So I feel like this is what we're going for. It's, it's about really... Loving and accepting and owning all parts of ourselves, all parts of our humanness, all of our flaws, like I said, the dark bits, the light bits, the quirks, the contradictions, and seeing it all as beautiful because it is human. And like when you think about us as humans, we are just absolutely incredible creatures, the fact that we are so contradictory, that we are um, so bizarre sometimes in some ways, and so normal sometimes, and quote unquote, in other ways. Like, I just find it absolutely fascinating. And if we kind of were, you know, aliens from another planet or something, and we just dropped down here, we would be absolutely fascinated by humans and all of their Multifaceted like ways of being and character traits and physical appearances. And I feel like we're in this age where the idea of being human is what we are all really craving. We're all really craving authenticity, aren't we? It's because that, that I mean, that word is just bandied around so much, but it's because it is what we are craving. We really want that. And yet we're still, as a society, really upholding and revering and putting on a pedestal this idea of perfection. You know, just even things like Instagram filters, right? (laughs) Just not even allowing ourselves to, oh my God, gasp, have some lines and wrinkles and maybe a blemish. (gasps) Um, So yeah, so I feel like it is radical to say, do you know what? this is me, this is us. And I feel like the more that we do this, the more we give permission to others to do it. Um, and, and I'm going to get into in a minute how it actually impacts your business. But yeah, this is just my kind of like lofty, maybe, I don't care. I think it's actually kind of realistic if we want to do it, but it's a, a perhaps a grand ambition for us to all just radically accept ourselves. And isn't it ridiculous that even saying or suggesting that we all just radically accept ourselves, isn't it ridiculous that that does seem like a grand ambition? It should just be the normal, shouldn't it? Um, Yeah, anyway, so the only way that we're going to turn the tide in, I think, our culture and society of this sort of really high expectations and high bars for people, we really don't let people who are in the public eye, for example, be human. We really like, love to bring them down a peg or two or destroy them through the media, um, through scrutiny and cancelling and all these things if they show a flawed side, if they show some humanness. And I think that's one of the reasons why we are living in such polarized um, life and world these days is that we're not allowing the humanness in each other and giving compassion. So, but it has to start literally at home inside of us, like giving ourselves that compassion to not be perfect and to be human and showing up that way. And then in the showing up, In our humanness and in our radical self acceptance. And we give permission to others. And it's actually a real gift to those around us. So I told you this was going to be a deep one. These are just my thoughts and ponderings on this topic. Um, And like I said, I'm totally a work in progress. I don't have this nailed yet. We'll own that as part of my humanness. Um, See, there I went, accepting myself. (laughs) Um, But let's talk about what this has, what on earth this has to do with your business. Because, you know, this is a podcast about amongst other things, business. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. Because we are all craving that genuine authenticity, we can't really show up as our most truest, fully expressed forms of ourselves and our most authentic if we're not accepting part of ourselves. So the more we accept of ourselves, the more authentically we can show up, the more true to ourselves we can be. And the easier we find that because we're less afraid of judgment because we're not judging ourselves. We're less afraid of feeling ashamed because we're not um, stoking the fires of shame from within. We're just accepting the what is. So how this shows up in business though is the more you can do that, the more you show up authentically as you, because you're accepting yourself, the more people see that in you. And it is magnetic AF. Let me tell you, if you think of some people in like the media or in the online space who you think are like, you're just really drawn to them. Chances are it's because they're really accepting of themselves and they really just are showing up fully expressed as themselves. Um, so often that's true. I mean, when you have that genuine feel about them, that it's not that kind of like, oh, I'm really drawn to them because they seem so perfect. Obviously, that's not what I'm going for here. But you know, when there's just, just those people who they just have something about them that you're really drawn to, often it's that they're really owning maybe part of themselves that you aren't fully owning yet. They might not be totally in self-acceptance, but just in that area they are, and you find that really magnetic. So it does impact your business because the more you can show up as yourself, then the more you are giving your audience, followers, people around you, people in your sphere of influence, the opportunity to really know you, and then therefore connect with you on a truer, more human level. And when people connect with us, um, they feel much more inclined to then start a you know working relationship with us. So. I always find that the best sales are always born out of really great connections, really human to human connections and relationships, right? That's when selling feels super authentic and easy and there's no sort of even thought of it being icky or salesy. It's when it comes from that true just human dialogue, right? And if we're trying to be a certain way, if we're trying to hide a certain aspect of ourselves, um, then it can be really hard to... Give our people who we're wanting to help, who we're wanting to reach with our work, the opportunity to connect with us if we aren't owning ourselves. Does this make sense? So that's the kind of first way that this plays out, that when we start working on accepting ourselves... It's easier for us to show up and be ourselves. And therefore, it's easier for people to make genuine, heartfelt connections with us. And it's so much easier then for um, sales, opportunities, collaborations, partnerships, all of those things based on relationships, right? That make business and the world go round. Are just so much easier when it's done from that genuine place. And we tend to magnetize to us more authentic people, people who really identify with and enjoy that aspect of us. So actually you become a more of a magnet to more soul aligned clients. So this has been true for me. The more I've accepted myself, the more of myself I've been able to bring to the work that I do, to the content that I create, um, and how I show up online. And the more human I am in that, and just allowing and accepting all, all, more and more parts of myself, I won't say all of myself yet, yeah, because like I said, I'm a work in progress. Um, the more I've attracted to me, just the most incredible women that I am so lucky to work with. And it's just so filled with such ease, our relationships are filled with such ease, which means I am able to help them to get better results because we're starting from that place of like true connection. So that's like one way that it can like pan out for us. But also I think that if you have a business that is a personal brand, then we have to recognize that I don't care if you have one person on your email list or one follower on social media or a hundred or a hundred thousand or a million, is that we do have a level of influence, right? People look to you as a leader in whatever it is that you're doing, whether or not you recognize that in yourself, right? People do. Um, just by the very fact that you're showing up online and talking about what it is that you do and helping people with the thing that it is that you do, people see you in that way. And I feel like if we are showing up as ourselves more fully, then it's such a gift to anybody that is drawn to our work because we're not setting an impossibly high standard and an impossibly high bar. So for example, I never want to give you the impression that I have all my shit together. And I will tell you all the time on the podcast, I don't have all my shit together. <laughs> and the reason that I enjoy telling you that is number one, because it's true. But also because I never want you to feel like you are are looking to me as some kind of impossibly high bar that you feel you should be working towards and feel so far away from. I want you to sh- I want you to know that it's possible to not work very many hours like I'm not working very many hours recently, right? And be a bit of a hot mess in the background a lot of the time and still show up and still make money, <laughs> right? Like I want you to be able to see that there's there's no um, idea around these parts, at least, that we get to be successful or make money by having all of our shit together, by being perfect. Like I'm just so done with this idea of perfection, or being as some kind of super mom um, or whatever. I'm so over that. Um, And so anyway, yeah, so I feel like if we have any kind of audience, any kind of following, anybody who's looking to us in the online space, then I think that the more that we can do to shed these kind of layers of unacceptance. Is that even a word. You know what I mean. But get back to accepting ourselves. The more of a gift it is to people because then we're not setting impossibly high bars for ourselves. And that's so energetically draining. Like if I was over here trying to make you think that I live some kind of perfect life where I've got like one of those really organized pantries (laughs) and, you know, I do all of the housework and I never have a bad day, and I never get annoyed and snap at my daughter, (laughs) and you know, just all of these things. And I'm never like annoying. I'm so annoying sometimes to my husband in particular. Bless his heart. yeah, I never want you to think like that, um, that that's what's required is to be this kind of idea of perfection in order to create the success that I have created. No, the beauty of it is that you get to be <laughs> whatever you are and do it too, right? And the way I'm just being whatever I am over here and doing it regardless. So... So I'd love you to think about that for yourself, because not only does it take the pressure off yourself to kind of maintain this facade, because it would be a facade if we're showing up and trying to be something that we're not, whatever that is, right? Um, And also, though, it takes so much pressure off the people around you. So it's a gift that kind of gives to you and to others. And like I said, it only serves us. The more human that we are, the more it serves us in our business. And this is what I'm obsessed with about the online business space versus corporate. In the corporate sphere, and hey, I don't know, maybe things are different since I left like ten, not ten years ago. It feels like ten years ago, three, four, four years ago. I feel maybe four years ago in July. Wow, feels like a decade. So much has changed. Um, I could just pause this right now and just have a little think about that. Anyway, I will crack on though. So maybe things have changed, but generally like when I was there, you're you're really not allowed to just be yourself. You have to be a certain way. You have to toe the line. You have to play the game. You know, you can't just, I don't know, cry at your desk one day <laughs> because things are feeling a bit shit. Like, it's just not like, it's not okay at, in the workplace, right? You know, being human, having human emotions is not acceptable. Like, we have to kind of pretend, we so have to pretend in the corporate space that we have our shit together. At least that's how I felt. That's how I was kind of, yeah. Yeah. My experience of it back then. And it's so delightful to be in the online space and be like, woohoo, we can just be ourselves and make money. It's delightful. So, anyway, it absolutely does impact your business, is what I'm saying in a really roundabout way, when you are in acceptance of yourself. And if that hasn't fully landed with you before, and maybe it has, or maybe it's just kind of, it's always good to hear it again. And I'm hoping that it feels like a relief either way, because I know, because when I entered this online space, I felt like, oh, look at her over there, looking that way, doing things that way. I guess I must try to do that too. I must emulate what she's trying to do. The more we can let go of trying to be a certain way, trying to do things a certain way, and just be ourselves and embrace ourselves, It's so freeing and we create so much more momentum in our businesses because we're not slowed down by all of that trying, all of that efforting. We can just go with what works for us. We can lean into our skills and what suits us best rather than trying to fit some kind of mold. So I'm hoping that it's a massive relief to know that the more human you are, the more you accept your humanness, the better it actually is for your business. Um, however, having said that, I am fully aware being human too, <laughs> that the idea of fully owning um, your humanness online and showing up as yourself is also simultaneously. So it might be a relief to know that that's the thing that's really going to make a considerable sort of difference for you in your business. But I know that it's also at the same time quite provoking and triggering because we've been so taught to hide aspects of ourselves. We are shamed into believing that certain parts of ourselves are not socially acceptable and should be shunned and hidden and not let into the light of day. And don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying, when I'm saying like showing up and owning all parts of ourselves, I don't think that we have to show up and share every aspect of ourselves, every dark corner of our minds or anything like that. So don't misunderstand me. But when we just accept it, we can decide what we share or don't share, but it's the acceptance that radiates off of us. But I know that it can feel provoking because it goes against what we've been led to believe, that we should try to be a certain way, look a certain way way, act a certain way. And actually, if you just gave yourself full permission to be yourself, the story that we have underneath that, the reason why that can feel provoking and um, fear inducing is because we have a story often, let me know if this feels true for you, That if we show up in all our humane flawed glory, then we will not be worthy. We will not be enough. We feel that our humanness is not enough because we're up against all of this cultural and societal conditioning that we need to be a certain way. And of course, nobody measures up to it, not in reality, right? Nobody is perfect. And so we believe that because we're not perfect, quote unquote perfect, then we're not enough and we're not worthy. And we're shown that we've fed that message all day, every day through media outlets and things like this, right? So I get why my suggestion that you should fully accept yourself could be like, yeah, I like the idea of it, but I'm just going to keep this one thing over here in the shadows. I'm just going to keep this one thing here over there because I am convinced if I iron that out, um, then I will be more worthy or more lovable or whatever. Now, I know that your brain's not actually doing that consciously, but I understand because hey, my brain doesn't show that. That's where our subconscious can go because it comes down to feeling safe to fully accept ourselves. And that only comes through practice in my experience. So the more we practice taking baby steps into self-acceptance, doing it bit by bit, noticing the opportunities as they arise and taking them. And then we build confidence through the action taking that, oh, I accepted that part of myself and sudden and I wasn't suddenly shunned from society and I didn't lose everything and I'm still alive cool I can do it again with the next thing you know so it baby steps this doesn't have to be grand sweeping gestures unless you feel like it in which case knock yourself out my love and I will cheer you on in it um but I really think it's worth it it's worth the maybe temporary discomfort of taking the baby steps for sure because like I said It makes you magnetic AF the more you are just in acceptance of yourself. It is a relief because you're not trying to be something anymore. You free up so much energy because guess what's on the flip side of this? Let's just talk about what happens when we don't fully accept ourselves. We don't radically accept ourselves and how this shows up in business. If we're not, then we have things like fear of visibility, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, procrastination, comparisonitis, people-pleasing... All of these things are such energy drains. I know because I've suffered from all of them at some point. (laughs) Um, They're such energy drains. They hold us back, they slow us down, they keep us small and stuck. So when we can fully accept ourselves and work on accepting ourselves, it's a really great way of leaning into our feminine energy, because I do feel like the feminine energy is like a really accepting, loving, kind, and authentic energy. It's also a really great way of surrendering to exactly who you are and where you are on your path, which is again, another great way of freeing up energy. So when we start accepting ourselves, we start surrendering to the what is and the who we are and where we are in life we free up all of this energy that would otherwise get wasted being plowed into all of those things that i just listed like perfectionism procrastination people pleasing the three piece of peril <laughs> um and so with that energy freed up, guess what happens? Well, our energy naturally bounces upwards because it is buoyant by nature, but it's been held down by these notions, these ideas, these limiting beliefs that we're not good enough as we are. And so we need to change or hide parts of ourselves. So when we free up, when we start accepting pieces of ourselves, what we do is we actually unlatch these kind of heavier limiting beliefs and notions which have been draining Energy and when we unlatch them, our it's like a weight that you've just literally cast off, and our energy naturally flows upward and elevates. And you know, if you've listened to the scale of energy masterclass, you'll know that the elevated energy is at the top of that peak, that triangle, and from there we just experience, life, business, all the things with so much more ease and flow and abundance and joy, because that is our natural, inherent energetic state. But it's all of this crud that we've picked up that's telling us that we're not good enough. We can't accept ourselves as we are. That's been weighing us down. So it just therefore makes life and business so much easier. So this is another dividend that you get from investing in Working on accepting more and more of yourself is that the fear of visibility starts to go away. The inclination to descend into imposter syndrome dries up. The need for perfectionism is gone because it's a way of like managing what other people think of us because we are afraid that if we let them see a non perfect version of us, then we won't be accepted if we accept ourselves first, then we're not craving that acceptance from others, which is always empty and kind of fleeting anyway. The only true and satisfying acceptance comes from within, does it not, my love? Um, So all of these things that can otherwise really slow us down in business start to one by one be peeled away. We cast them off, cast them aside because we just fully accept ourselves. So if you fully accept yourself, and where you're at in your life, in your business, then imposter syndrome isn't a thing, right? Because you're not interested in comparing yourself to others. Then perfectionism isn't a thing because you no longer are attached to the idea that you need to be perfect to be accepted, to be loved, to be worthy, to be enough. Um, And so it starts to go on and on like this. So instead of slowing ourselves down with all of these kind of patterns and habits, of comparisonitis, people pleasing, all of these things, we free up our energy, our energy elevates. And guess what? We get to shine more brightly. We get to own our greatness. Guess what? We are all great in our own human ways. And like I said, we get all of those benefits like magnetizing to us people and opportunities and partnerships and collaborations and creativity with so much more ease. We are more open to receive when we are in more full self-acceptance. It's great for our audience. It's great for the people that we work with because we're not setting this impossibly high standard and expecting other people to try to attain it too. And it's a great example to our kids as well, right? As mothers, as most of you I know who listen are, shout out to the people who aren't though, love you too. Um, it's so empowering for us, but it's so empowering for the people around us because guess what our kids are not, it's not just our audiences, right? It's our kids too are looking to us to be examples. And so wouldn't you have loved to have grown up with a really great example of self-acceptance? Hey, maybe you did. Um, In which case, yay, high five. but I think that just the way that most of, you know, our parents have grown up with similar kind of societal conditioning, I think it's even worse now, though I would say, um, because of social media and things. Um, but it would have just been amazing to just have that modeled for you. This is what total self-acceptance looked like. And it would be so easy to arrive then in an adulthood feeling the same, having had that to look up to. I feel like my husband's a pretty good example of this, actually. He's pretty pretty radical self-acceptance kind of a guy he just yeah like you couldn't say anything to him about him that would bother him he would like laugh and go yeah you're probably right (laughs) you know you could say something like negative and he would just like laugh off or just it would just wash over him and he would just think like yeah whatever like he just accepts himself (laughs) like he's like he's I find him fascinating I kind of like study him from a mindset perspective um so I'm hoping you can see how important this is not just for ourselves yes but also for the people around us and it makes life easier and business easier like I keep saying and so that's why it's such a worthy endeavor to be working on peeling back these layers of things that aren't serving us and getting to the root of self acceptance, which I believe is our actually natural state. Like babies aren't born thinking that they are not accepting of themselves. And we pick this up, this idea of not accepting ourselves, of not feeling worthy or good enough or lovable, however that manifests for you. So it's about returning to our natural state, in my opinion. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my journey into radical self-acceptance. So obviously, you know, I am committed to the inner work and this is part of it, right? I mean, this is a big, huge part of it. I feel like my main job is making things feel good on the inside, like for me, but also that's my main way that I'm helping like all of my clients too, right? Because when when we feel good, when we feel at peace when we feel content, when we feel surrendered, just it we are I know I keep saying life and business are easier but it is just so true because all of this crud otherwise it's so heavy to tote around anybody who has been in a state of paralysis from fear of visibility, for example, that's totally me when I was like putting off launching my business you understand, you get it, you know what it's like to be caught in that place. Like, wouldn't it be so much better if we could just like notice these things as they come up, process them, accept the part of ourself that the story is telling us is somehow not acceptable, free up that energy and then just move on. I mean, it's once you start doing this, it becomes a lot easier to identify when something is showing up in, for example, in your business and slowing you down. And it actually is an opportunity for you to lean into self-acceptance. So it does get faster the more that you do it. For the main part, I would say for sure because we we tend to have like patterns um, and tend to have things that we revert to. We have what my coach would call like the thing under the thing, for example. And it's that self knowledge that we're kind of going for here. It's not about perfection, even in our self acceptance, right? Of course, like it's so easy to get to that point of like, oh, but now I'm not fully accepting myself and then beating myself up for not fully accepting myself is kind of missing the point, right? (laughs) So it's embracing it as um, an ongoing work in progress. And maybe we do arrive at full and complete and total self-acceptance. I'm going for it. I'm gunning for it as, as if that will be true. I'll let you know as and when I get there, but I don't think it actually matters because I think what matters is the commitment to it and the development and the benefits that you gain along the way from leaning more and more into this. So I don't think it matters whether we're ever done, quote unquote, or not. I think it's more about showing up for it. Um, So I'll give you just a bit of a quick behind the scenes, dish the dirt a bit on um, how this has looked for me. Perfectionism was a Big one. When I was in my first year of business, I would really like pour over copy, read it, reread it. um, And I was just so afraid really the perfectionism came down to for me at that point that I wasn't worthy enough to be taking up space online because I was newer to the online space it was kind of imposter syndrome was manifesting as perfectionism. And also I'd been, you know, rewarded and given recognition for doing things very well. Like I was that kind of straight A student and high achiever in my past life. (laughs) Um, And so it can start to like lay the foundation for expecting yourself to have to be perfect all the time. And really a lot of that came down to fear of failure. So I was very afraid to do anything that I couldn't be perfect at in case I might fail. And so that really slowed me down and stopped me at first from even launching my business because I was so afraid, well, well, what if it fails? And I've done that work to accept that I don't have to be perfect and accept where I am on my path. And I did that early on, and that was what got me out of that loop. And I feel like I've totally shed that perfectionism. So I feel like I really give myself permission to not be perfect and for the things that I create to not be perfect. And so that's one of the ways that I feel like I have succeeded in accepting myself. I might've mentioned this on the show before, but one of my clients um, said that she'd been to my website, she wanted to just look for inspiration of like the flow and the sort of structure of one of my sales pages. And and she was and she'd pointed out two typos. And they were quite like bad ones as well. Not bad ones, but do you know what I mean? Like they were like not just like a, a slipped, um missed letter, they kind of like it didn't make sense, sort of thing. And she told me, and I did nothing with that information. I've gone like way the other way now. I was like, oh, cool, thank you for letting me know. Now I did appreciate her letting me know but I'm just sharing this with you because it's kind of quite indicative of how far I've come. Whereas before I would have been reading, rereading. And like, I would have been mortified that there was a mistake in something like absolutely like, oh no, it's the end of days. And I could joke about it now, but I felt really seriously like, you know, I really needed to uphold a level of perfection in order to seem professional. Otherwise people would not think I'm good enough. Like it definitely had that story, but I've let that one go for sure. Um, and, and then there's just other aspects of myself that I just don't give myself a hard time for. For example, one of my clients was launching her own podcast and she polled her audience on the length of episodes they would most like to enjoy. Um, and they said like 20 minutes. And I kind of laughed because I was like, oh, <laughs> well, too bad if my audience would like a 20 minute episode, because we all know I'm incapable of being that concise. <laughs> and i as I'm recording this, I can see we're at about the 43 minute mark. So again, it's I could totally get into a story that, oh no, that's what my audience expect from me. The fact that I'm quite verbose is not acceptable. I need to try to change who I am, how I'm showing up in order to be more acceptable to people. No, that's not how it works, my loves. Like, the more we can just lean into those aspects of ourselves and own them, like I've just said, like, hey, I am not concise. Don't come around here looking for a short story. <laughs> I can make the long stories longer. Um, <laughs> I love a good story. Um yeah, so that's one area. And just another sort of small example of um, how I have come to accept myself. With the previous me, the old me would have been like, oh, I guess that's how I need to be. I will try to change my ways and, and be more concise. And maybe I'll start planning out my episodes better. And it would... It would ruin the energy of what I create because it would be going against the grain for me and it would take so much more effort. And that effort would not be well spent because it would, I'm convinced, like in this one example, but you can apply this to anything. I'm convinced that if I started suddenly trying to be concise, I would have to plan episodes to within an inch of their lives. They would lose the energy that I bring because I like to just show up and just connect with you and just talk (laughs) Um, and just let it kind of like flow to me and through me. And I feel like I would stifle it and I would have a very dry and boring podcast and it wouldn't like do as well as it does. So, My point is because I accept that part of myself and I just own it, I just assume that it gets to be great with that being true. And so you get to do, you get to assume the same things about yourself. So. Those are a couple things. One thing that I've recently had to um, do some self-acceptance work on is, and you may have noticed this, it's crept in over time, but it's like swearing on the podcast. And I'm not going to go into this because I actually did a whole Biz Bestie voice memo on the topic. You've probably already heard it because you've signed up for them, right? You receive these, right? What do you mean you don't receive them? If you're listening and you're like, I don't know what she's talking about all oh, my days, my love, you're totally missing out, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash bestie, B-E-S-T-I-E, and sign up to these little unedited, off the cuff, unfiltered little voice memos from moi. Um, you're going to love them. But I have one all on swearing and how that was an aspect of people pleasing that I had succumbed to. And I wasn't just accepting myself for being how I am I was trying to vanillafy <laughs> vanillaify it's a word myself for the show and I felt like I had a kind of quote-unquote good reason at first but I was actually just bullshitting myself if I'm honest and it was just a way of feeling like I could please all the people and so I've stopped doing that and I could just swear if I feel like swearing and I, I don't if I if I don't and you know if that offends somebody well so be it um And again, it doesn't, it comes down to just accepting ourselves. Like, that's just how I am. If you came round my house of a Friday afternoon, as it is (laughs) as I'm recording this, I might swear some of the time and I might not some of the time. I mean, it would largely depend on whether my daughter was around because I tend not to swear in front of her. Um, Anyway, but do go and actually go and listen to that Biz Bestie voice memo because I actually share a story about my daughter swearing in it. (laughs) Anyway. um, So those are some areas where I have made progress, but I'll tell you some areas where I'm making slow progress or not making as as fast progress as I want. People-pleasing, it's very ingrained in me. Now I am... I I am dedicated to killing the people pleaser in me dead. I'm killing that bitch, bit by bit. I'm hacking off pieces of her. <laughs> and, and, and I'm accepting the fact, meanwhile, that I have that in me. Uh, but I know that it's a way of not accepting myself, being a people pleaser and feeling like um, I need to do certain things, be certain ways in order to make all the people around me happiest. It tends to show up more so in my personal life than in my business. I think possibly just because of the kind of dynamic in my business, like for example, in my coaching with my clients, it wouldn't serve them for me to please them. Like If I see a pattern or some BS, I will kind of reflect it to them call them out on it of course in a compassionate and loving way but that's one of the reasons that I'm there yes to support yes to champion yes to empower but also you know to kind of say mm, I don't think that's true my love I think what might be happening is <laughs> this now that might be sometimes for my clients Little bit what's the word? Not really uncomfortable, because you know it's a very loving environment that I foster around here. But it's not gonna necessarily please them when they're coming to me and they're saying, like, hey, tell me the answer to this. And I'm like, no, because you're asking me for the wrong reason. And I suspect you're asking me because this is what's really going on. And you're telling yourself a story about this, and they're like, damn it, I hate it when you're right about this stuff. <laughs> um So yeah, so anyway, that's just like a long, (laughs) a long ramble into why I don't think it shows up in my business as much in terms of in my actual day-to-day how I'm earning my money. But it can creep up into sometimes into my content. So I have my radar on for that and I try to call myself out on it when I see it and then I do the uncomfortable thing of going the other way than the people pleaser in me wants to go. So I am working on that, and but I'm definitely a work in progress. It still comes up at times. There are still areas of my life where it shows up more, or I find it more uncomfortable. Just even really stupid things. I'll happily share this with you because, hey, I'm a human sharing my humanness. Um, our neighbors, <laughs> don't think they'll listen to this. Our neighbors hate us. <laughs> and that bothers me. And I don't know why it bothers me because I don't think that they have good reason to hate us. I know I suspect what their reasons are and I don't think like rationally it's not it's not valid um, in my opinion. But hey, they have their reasons. Let's let them have it. But it bothers me that they don't love us. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't want to be best friends with them. But that's the people pleaser me. Doesn't like the fact that our neighbors do not enjoy our presence next to them. Anyway, um, that so I just wanted to share that with you. Like that, I tend to it. I tends to show up for me in in more random places where I've been doing the work in the more immediate and kind of everyday and more important places. It's still I still haven't uprooted it from some of those places, or I will just even things like um, when when we're out at a restaurant, for example, if somebody in the group that I'm in is say not super polite and cheerful to a member of the waiting staff for whatever reason that's a trigger for me and I will totally overcompensate and be super duper nice to that that service person. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's the people please remedies. Anyway, these are the these are just some of the ways in which we are human, but I start to note it and I kind of like ask myself why with these things and ask kind of what am I afraid of here? What am I thinking will lead to shame? Because shame is often um, an aspect of why we're not accepting ourselves. And so I just kind of do the work of noticing. is like, you know, you make a lot of progress just by noticing, oh, my brain did that. Oh, that's bothered me. Fascinating. I wonder why. And then kind of investigating and then doing the uncomfortable work of, of admitting what's really going on. So like for me, admitting, oh, people pleasing tendency is here, and then doing the uncomfortable thing of going in the other direction. And that's when we really make the progress though, because we show ourselves that we can do things that signal self-acceptance to herself. So when I go the other way that the people pleaser in me wants to go, I am really pleasing myself and accepting myself in that moment. And the more that I do that, the the easier it becomes. And I will kill that bitch dead once and for all. I'm not, well, maybe we'll have some kind of farewell and good riddance party on the show once I feel like I finally <laughs> released the last of her claws from me. I feel like she's, you know, she's pretty much, she's she's on the way out. She's put up a good fight though. And in my personal life, um, I think for women, this is a big one, right? It's like radically accepting my body. Now, what on earth does that have to do with my business? Well, you'd be surprised. I've coached, so many women through um, fear of visibility and fear of not being good enough, being attached to an idea that they don't look a certain way or don't weigh a certain amount and therefore people won't want to work with them. People won't take them seriously or they're afraid to be seen because they're not feeling their best. Um We, you know, you don't need me to tell you, we are so bombarded with images and suggestions of how we should look and what our bodies should be like. And so I'm definitely doing that work on myself to more accept my body. And I do that partly because, yeah, it does, it can impact us in business. You know, if we feel like, where are you know, being, well, if we're being really hard on ourselves about how we're looking, it's much harder to be visible, right? We need to be visible to have an online business. So yeah, so I am obviously doing this work on myself as well, but but I feel like it's not, it doesn't show up too badly in my business because I've done a lot of that work around visibility. But um, I think just in in my relationship with myself and my physical body, I think I can can make some more progress. So obviously, when we have babies, our bodies change. This isn't news to you, right? Um, And I feel like, I I mean, I've had two, three, three abdominal procedures, surgeries, the kind where they puff you up with gas um, in your stomach, and then they put a camera through your belly button. So one of them was a hysterectomy, I had two laparoscopies, Um, And that combined with pregnancy means that I just have like that loose skin situation on my stomach that probably no amount of ab exercises are going to sort out. And also, I mean, this is something that I am getting some professional help with, but I'm also working on accepting where I'm at. So it's kind of like a weird thing. So I have put on some weight in the last, like, I'd say four years. I always had a kind of sorry if that's annoying, consistent weight and just intuitively knew how to eat or how to exercise to be just my kind of natural healthy weight, if that makes sense. I just had a very kind of set benchmark of weight that just was easy to maintain is what I'm trying to say. And then my body just changed and then I just felt like I didn't understand my body anymore. And so I'm kind of working on accepting my body where it's at as well as trying to learn and that's why I'm seeking professional help here trying to understand my body better for the stage that it's at now and understand kind of what contributed to that weight gain and, and accepting it. And then if the weight wants to go, it can, but I also want to be in a situation that I'm surrendered to just being whatever weight that I am. And I'm not talking about a huge amount here, but that doesn't really matter, does it? It just comes down to accepting ourselves. So I'll tell you something that I'm doing. This might be too much information, but I don't care because we're business besties, right? Um, and tell you something that I'm doing as a practice of radical self-acceptance around my physical body is what I do is every day, and maybe you already do this, maybe this doesn't seem that radical to you, but I'll just share what I'm doing, right? Is every day when I get out of the shower, now normally I would go and immediately put my dressing gown on and then do my makeup. Now I'm doing my makeup while standing naked in the bathroom. Now The reason why this is a practice of self-acceptance for me is because my body, in all its human glory, is just there in the mirror while I'm putting on my makeup, is there if, you know, my husband or daughter walk past the bathroom door. It's not like they've never seen me naked before, but, you know, before I wasn't really one of those walking around naked all the time kinds of people, like my husband is, um, And so I'm doing that to just be more comfortable in my own skin, because the more comfortable I am in my own skin, all of, you know, everything that comes from accepting ourselves is true, whether it's like accepting ourselves in the inner part of us or the outer and physical part of ourselves. So anyway, I just thought I would share that in case it's interesting. These are some of the aspects of radical self-acceptance that I'm working on right now. Um, But I really just hope that this episode has got you thinking about where you can be more accepting of yourself, where you have opportunities there. And don't feel like you have to start big, start small. Just the next time you notice something coming up, any kind of a wobble is normally um, a really great opportunity to look at like, what is the story here? What am I not accepting about myself, where I'm at? What I'm, where am I telling myself that I'm not good enough, not worthy, not acceptable? where am I telling myself a story of lack, really, essentially? And where can I instead just own that part of myself and accept it? And from there, give myself that act of love. And I promise you, those little moments are the things that this is really built on. And we'll start to pay all of those dividends that I've already outlined earlier in the show. But also, ultimately though, who cares about any of it? You will just feel better. <laughs> like that's that's enough of a win in and of itself, right? Because I know that the more that I've done this work myself, the better I feel, the more content I just feel with life because I'm wasting less time beating myself up or trash talking myself. So I really hope it's got you thinking about how you can be more accepting of yourself and how that's a gift, not just to you, but to literally everybody around you. It's such a, it's a beautiful thing. So I accept you. Um, I'm working on accepting myself. Let's all accept ourselves because when we do that, we accept and have compassion for the humanness in each other. And I think that that could be like a really incredible Movement to create. If we all just started radically accepting ourselves, then we give permission to people around us to radically accept themselves. We're le- we're less likely to be judgmental, to be discompassionate, to um, you know have ill will and negativity and you know it just creates a wave of love well who doesn't want a wave of love going on so let's be part of the wave of love shall we who's with me who's gonna be in the, the, the wave of radical self-acceptance um, who's on this bandwagon I think it's a glorious bandwagon to be on I feel like it, it now wagons not even like a good enough analogy Is some kind of a rocket ship I don't know I'm, I'm rambling now I'm gonna wrap up see I told you I'm not concise um, <laughs> Oh, my love. Okay, so self-love, self-trust, self-acceptance, these are all aspects, are they not, of elevating your energy? I mean, that's why self-acceptance is so cool, because it's a great way of freeing up that energy so it can naturally elevate. Do you know a good place to go? <laughs> oh my goodness, I was just about to break into the theme tune from the show, Cheers. Anybody else remember that? Wow, that was a blast from the past. Um, Anybody know a good place to elevate your energy and uplevel your business and your bank account and your balance in life to boot, I mean, I do. <laughs> the ladies in the Elevated Abundance Mastermind do, um, obviously. Head over to com forward slash elevate because if you want to be elevating your energy, the best place to do it is surrounded by a, your group of business besties All elevating together. It's so much easier. You can create an environment with them of self acceptance. I create only magical containers, just going to own that and accept it, which get really incredible results for me. You know, you've heard me sharing so many results on the show. Um, I would love you to be part of this, but you will only find out about the spaces. First, if you are on that waiting list, corriejavid.com forward slash elevate, and you will only qualify for the exclusive discount if and when spaces come up and you decide to join if you're on the wait list. So what are you waiting for, my love? Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. We will pop a handy dandy link in those there show notes of yours, which you can just find if you like poke around in your podcast player. There'll be some information about the show there'll be a link there. Go and do it. Take you like probably 10 seconds to hit the green button and enter your name and address. And it means that you will be the first to find out when the next round is opening up. You'll have the first dibs on spaces and you'll get that exclusive discount. Win, win all round. Right. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's show and I want you to obviously radically accept yourself because guess what? You are limitless. Bye for now. Have you been enjoying today's show, my love? Then help your business bestie out. Head over to iTunes now and leave a review. The team and I pour our best energy into bringing you this show each week, and so it would make us so happy to see your review. Plus, we are known to surprise and delight our reviewers, so if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit and send it to team at I can guarantee a little treat will be winging its way to you.